I just see you out there, Kevin. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. Arizona Sports. Our son's mega mind. Kellen Olsen. Joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Now. All right, Kellen Olsen is joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now, our own Phoenix Suns guru. Kellen, how is this season treating you? Great. Yeah, the team looks great. That's that's a good sign. There was no reason to be worried, though, right? <laughs> no, no everything, right? Everything's perfect. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <clears throat> All right. Um, Did you have any subliminal meaning yeah, what, what, on that going one? On? That I thought was everything was good. A little odd for you to say, Killer. Uh, Sixty-four wins, great year. Game seven's just one game. They're they're good. Mm. <laughs> you have to bring that up. Uh, all right. Well, they are six and one to start the season, and one of the things that I've been looking for, Kellen, is any sort of differences from this year to last year, just in their approach, their mentality. I feel like Chris Paul gave us a glimpse into that after the win on Sunday. Uh, I feel like James Jones has kind of hinted at it. Not that they're, you know, it's a major overhaul. It's the, it's a lot of the same team, but just their approach. Have you noticed anything with how they are approaching the regular season this year? I don't think so. I think it's just more to the fact that their mentality the last two seasons is still carrying over in the same way. And if you look at other teams around the league right now and how much they're quote-unquote struggling, however you want to phrase praise it other teams are not playing well to start the year and if you look at a team like the Warriors who are three and six right now losing four games in a row their defense is abysmal they were not good and just didn't look great in the last two months of the regular season last year then they won a championship so different teams have different sort of mentalities and and I think that's part of what we're seeing right now and the Suns have always had a unique one we've talked about it with Chris Paul potentially resting him, using him on second games of back-to-backs, things like that. They don't do any of that stuff. They don't do injury management. They don't treat the regular season uh, any any less than, than they should or, or they think they should, and, and that's always been the difference with them. So it's to me, I'm, I'm not really surprised, to be honest, to see them get off to this type of start in the regular season. So, Killer, Dame Lillard is out tonight, of course. That is definitely going to change the uh, Trailblazers' fortunes, shall we say. How do the Suns adjust to this, if at all? Uh, They adjust by prioritizing Anthony Simons. Uh, He's averaging over 20 points per game this year. He's taking over 10 three-pointers a game. So he's launching just as much as Dame will, and that's a guy who two, three years ago Portland was super-duper excited about, but we didn't see as many returns on him uh, like we did last year. And and then this year, certainly, he kind of looks like that future all-star that they had pegged him to be a couple of years ago, and, and he can go nuclear at any point. He hit six threes in a row across three and a half minutes of the game earlier this year. He helped spearhead a 19-2 to two run they had against Memphis at home in the fourth quarter uh, on Wednesday, I believe. He, he's a huge priority for them, and I think if they're able to contain him, there's just a lack of creation that this team has in other areas, as, as anyone would if, if one of the guys is hurt and then one of them is limited. He'll be, he'll be the top of the game plan for sure. Talking to Kellen Olsen. Kellen, a lot made of Cam Johnson coming into this season. He's in the starting lineup, and then uh, in the last game, he goes out there and puts in 29. He's hitting threes like crazy over the last three in particular. What are your realistic expectations or hopes for him this season? I think it's part of what we've seen so far, which is just, especially in the last three games, is just a more consistent offensive source in the offense, and the bottom line is you go from a guy like Jay who's taking four or five threes a game to a guy like Cam who's taking seven, eight, maybe even nine threes a game. 
who's a, who's an elite shooter, one of the best shooters in the league. You're just going to get more production from there. But I think like offensively in transition and then attacking the weak side of the defense, that's where Cam is a little bit of an upgrade as well. And I just think offensively we've seen those returns come to fruition right now. But I think that the most interesting part to me is that defensively they haven't really fallen off at all because I think everyone would agree that Jay Crowder is a better defender than Cam Johnson right now. I think the only person that would disagree, one of the few people that would disagree, would be Cam himself as he has the right to think and as he should think, to be honest. But with that being said, I thought they were going to miss a lot of uh, Jay's veteran savvy and know-how. And we're only seven games in. We shouldn't get too ahead of ourselves. But at the same time, they still look like a really, really good defensive team. And I thought maybe they'd be the best offense in the league and maybe a top 10 to 15 defense, but it looks like they could just be back to their form of last year, which is top five in both categories again. Killer, can you go into a little bit more detail in regard to this defense and why they're playing as well as they are right now? I think part of it is continuity, Wolf. Uh, For the recap for the Minnesota game, Cam had a really cool anecdote where I asked him about the continuity that they've sort of got together and how they're able to take a situation like playing the Minnesota Timberwolves and attack Carl Anthony Towns and do it the morning of. Like, that's the thing this team has been super good at over the course of the year and, and a thing that is really hard for a lot of teams to do, which is the morning of a game at shoot-around, plan something specific on both ends for the opponent, execute it, and then do the same thing two nights later for another team. And they did that with Carl Anthony Towns, and I asked Cam about the continuity that comes with that. And something that he, mess- uh, he mentioned was a huge play was that he was under the rim sort of being the help man for anyone on the perimeter. And Mikel Bridges' man cut to the rim. Cam covered him and called it out. But the whole time he's kind of calling it out, he's sort of instructing Mikel on where to go. Mikel already knew where to go, and they had been in that situation so many times together. You'll remember Mikel had that steal in the fourth quarter where his arms just came out of nowhere to deflect a pass, and then they were off and running. That was that play. And so you see that kind of play, and you're thinking, oh, Mikel is just doing the thing with his arms again. He's a freak. He's one of the best defensive players. And they yell, that's true. But that starts with just the continuity that he has with Cam and this team has together. And, and that was never going to go anywhere, despite Jay being on the team or not. We're talking to Kellen Olsen. Uh, Kellen, Jock Landales looked like a pretty good fit here early. Campaign has shown flashes. I know they're working Landry Shamit back in. Uh, your opinion, when the playoffs roll around, who is the Suns' best or most important bench player going to be in the sense of is he already on this roster or is it still somebody they're going to go out and get? I think it's always going to be campaign until they get someone that is going to be their version of campaign, essentially. So I'll I'll kind of cheat and answer in that kind of way, because we've seen the way that Cam has played through these six, seven games, and he's been great. And and I think his numbers are what they are, and you might look at them and just kind of think that they're fine, they're good, he's been decent or whatever. But you watch, like, the tempo and the pace and just, like, the flow that the offense has, all of that – is thanks to campaign. The ball's not stagnating. They're keeping it moving, and all of that has to do with him. And he's the guy that has to spearhead that. So even if they go out and get a, a scoring wing or whatever to replace Jay Crowder, another shooter, whatever they go for, that is going to be something where it's still going to be on campaign more than anyone else to help facilitate and help run that second unit. He's done it really well to start the year. And if him and Landry Shamit are playing as Monty Williams described it as free, if they play free like that, and this bench is going to be good, and they're going to be in a position to contend for a championship again. But, again, we'll, we'll see. We learned last year and two years ago how much the sample size can vary for, for Payne specifically and Shamit. We saw it last year how he struggled. So 
it's been a really good sign so far, but we'll see what the full uh, season and then the postseason uh, gives us in that regard. Killer, I got 30 seconds here, and maybe it's unfair, but Dario Saric, um, how much more are we going to see of Dario? I think we might see more of Dario in, in the coming months. I just think coming off of the injury, it's a really tough spot for him. But with that being said, Jock Landale has just been so impressive. And Bismack Biombo is so reliable that the relative unknown of Dario coming off the injury and just how he's looking and how he's moving, it's not really what the team needs right now and what Bismack and Jock are providing. Now, the interesting thing is going to be if, if Jock or Bismack, their play tails off for a couple of games, do we see Dario kind of get – uh, inserted into the rotation. That, that'll that be the more interesting part, but until that comes, I'm, I'm not really thinking too much about it or, or pressing too many uh, conspiracy theories, to be honest. Kellen, great as always, man. Thank, Thank you, you for killer. the time. Thanks, guys.